I love you. I love you too. What are we gonna do now? Oh, we're gonna just stay here and visit for a little bit more. Huh? We're gonna visit for a little bit more. Okay. I love you. I love you too. From the Wisconsin State Journal, I'm Elizabeth Beyer. This is Front Page, a podcast that takes a look back at some of the State Journal's most interesting recent stories. On today's episode, an expected doubling of residents with dementia presents a growing challenge in Wisconsin, along with a caregiver shortage that is hitting rural areas in the state especially hard. Health and medicine reporter David Wahlberg traveled to different parts of the state to talk with those struggling with dementia and their caregivers. The ranks of people with dementia is growing. Um, In Wisconsin, there's about 120,000 people, and it's expected to double to 240,000 within uh, about two decades. Wisconsin's also a little bit older than the rest of the nation, and the population continues to age. And with dementia, unlike a lot of other diseases, there really aren't any good treatments or cures, and there's been a lot of um, national discussion about how uh, drug trials are failing after 30 years of research. So that's sort of one part of it. And then the other part is sort of the caregiver side. There's an awful lot of caregivers um, in Wisconsin trying to help people with dementia, and it's very stressful, and it's difficult in their personal lives. And then also, in terms of paid caregivers, there's a workforce shortage, so that's a big challenge, too. So I just figured it was kind of time to take a deep look at these issues, especially given that there's a new caregiver task force that the state created, and I just wanted to explore it. You spoke with a lot of different people whose family members are struggling with dementia. How did you find them for the series? It's kind of how I find a lot of people for health stories, several different means at the same time. A lot of it's word of mouth. I talk to advocacy groups. I talk to patient groups. I talk to providers and tell them I'm working on it. And for this particular series, it wasn't that difficult finding people that were willing to talk. It was, it was somewhat of a challenge, but what was really difficult is finding people willing to talk and to be photographed. People felt very, understandably, it's a very sensitive topic, and um, that was a hard thing to get people to be open to. What should we do now? We're gonna we're gonna visit for a little bit and then we'll go then I'll have to go back to work and then we'll go out to supper later. You like to go out to supper? Huh? You wanna go out to supper? I have to do that later though. Huh? We'll do that later. I have to go back to work for a little while. What? I have to go back to work. Then we'll come, then I'll come back home and then we'll go to supper. Can I go with you? Yep. Love you. I love you too. You spent some time with Bill Kadat and his wife. Uh, Can you provide some insight into their day-to-day and some of the struggles that they faced? So uh, Amber Arnold, the photographer who worked with me for most of the series, she and I uh, spent a couple days up north 
to kind of look at the rural aspect of dementia. So Bill Kadat lives on the Lacoudere Reservation, which is near Hayward. And um, he lives with his wife. They've been together for about 50 years. They're both in their early 70s. She has, I'm not sure if it would be considered late-stage dementia, but it's at least middle-stage dementia. She's been diagnosed for a few years, and she, um, you know, can't be left alone anymore. She asks uh, repetitive questions all day long. And so, uh, you know, she needs constant care. One thing I looked at in the rural parts of the state is that they don't have services like adult daycare, which is kind of an out for some people in bigger cities. They can drop somebody off for a day and kind of get a break. Um, So Bill didn't have that nearby to help him. He hired some paid caregivers to care for his wife, but they either quit because it was just too difficult to care for her or they weren't a good fit with her and she got really agitated with them. So he ended up uh, hiring his niece, who obviously knows his wife well. They're a very tight-knit family. That has worked out pretty well for them. She cares for Jackie uh, on weekdays while Bill is still working, and then he cares for her as an unpaid loved one um, essentially the rest of the time. So what kind of help, if any, um, is offered to rural people and their families who are facing dementia diagnosis? Well, I would say in general, you know, rural people might have the same services that other people have, and that can be, you know, they potentially might have adult daycare where they are. Um, They might have dementia care specialists, which exists around the state to help people with dementia and their caregivers get connected to services. Dementia care specialists also um, try to help communities become more dementia-friendly, so they train people at banks, for example, to be on the lookout for people who clearly don't understand what's going on with their finances and so they don't get sort of swindled. Dementia care specialists also help, you know, grocery stores and other libraries and places like that and communities just become more understanding of what's required to interact with people with dementia. And then, you know, there's home care agencies, there are assisted living facilities, there's nursing homes, um, depending upon the, the level of care somebody needs. It's just that those things tend to be harder to find in rural areas. Um, For example, one of the counties I focused on, Vilas County, up in uh, the northern part of the state, um, there are no nursing homes, and there's only a couple of assisted living facilities that are um, equipped for people with advanced dementia. So It's not necessarily that there aren't any services in rural parts of the state. It's just sometimes harder to get them. As Wisconsin's population continues to age, are state lawmakers working to enact legislation to assist with that aging population, especially for those diagnosed with dementia? There was a legislative task force a couple of years ago that looked at dementia and Alzheimer's, and they did a few things. The, the most notable one is that they added... The million dollars of funding to respite care. 
We also passed two other bills that helps families that are in crisis situations. One develops a pilot to help those families that are dealing with a severe behavioral issues with somebody with dementia. And the second provides training grants to counties that can improve their abilities to, again, help those individuals that are facing crisis situations with somebody with dementia. I think many people would argue there's still a lot of unmet needs. And a few of the bills that are in play right now, one would increase uh, Medicaid rates for home care. In the most recent legislative session and in the recent budget, they did increase Medicaid rates for nursing homes, which could help people with dementia, but there's other pots of Medicaid funding that um, people are still hoping would go up, go up to address this. Another two bills that advocates are really uh, interested in, um, one would offer a tax credit to unpaid family caregivers. So if you're caring for your parent or your spouse uh, with, with dementia or another condition, and you have various expenses related to that, that might be transportation, that might be, I think, even things like adult daycare that you might take them to. Um, even if you can't get those things covered by a program, you could at least get a bit of a tax uh, credit yourself for some of those things. Another bill that's kind of interesting is directed at hospitals. And when hospitals discharge patients, so in this case, somebody with dementia, it would require hospitals to identify uh, a family caregiver and uh, make sure that they've received adequate information about what tasks need to be done with the person once they go home. The Hospital Association has uh, opposed that bill, but that's still in play. And what's the status of the other pieces of legislation? The tax credit uh, bill and the hospital discharge bill, um, those have been introduced in previous sessions and haven't really gotten anywhere. They've been reintroduced in this session, and there hasn't been a lot of movement with them uh, this time around either. The main concern with the tax credit bill is that because it offers people a break on their taxes, it costs quite a bit. If you look at it, the cumulative budget impact of it is somewhat significant, although the people behind the bill have made some changes to make it less of an impact. Another bill that uh, I didn't mention that did get passed this session was one aimed at the workforce shortage. And in particular, a shortage of those workers dealing with elder care issues, including dementia. We need more uh, individuals from in-home care workers to CNAs to RNs to geriatric specialists in the MD fields. So there's more work that we need to do in that. Um, It would have reduced the amount of training needed to become a certified nursing assistant. Those are the kinds of workers that do a lot of the home care or assisted living. It would have reduced the amount from 120 hours to, I think it's 75 hours of training. But uh, the legislature did pass that bill, but Governor Tony Evers vetoed it. And the concern was that, you know, on the, on the pro side, it, it might encourage more people to become CNAs because they don't have to do as much training to be one. But the concern that Evers and other people had was that it could reduce the quality of care.
This is my wife, Jackie, and uh, she has dementia. And she was diagnosed with this about three years ago. And it's, it's been a struggle ever since, but we've been learning to adapt and to be flexible and to deal with the issues relative to this affliction. So it's been, it's been, it's difficult. Oh. Oh, the hardest part is uh, not recognizing things, you know. Sometimes uh, she doesn't recognize me. Sometimes she doesn't recognize the kids. That's probably the hardest part. She's pretty well dependent on me for everything, so. Everything from uh, meal preparations to cleansing to clothes and laundry and all of, all of those things, you know, all those things that, you know, uh, we all take for granted or so many of us take for granted. I have to do it all. Thanks for listening to Front Page, a podcast that takes a look back at some of the Wisconsin State Journal's most interesting recent stories. You can find this podcast on our website at www.madison.com slash WSJ, iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify.